Earth Day. In the first Earth Day in 1970, 20 million people took to the streets. Where is it now? Has it lost its mojo? Is it up to the great challenge of our time, climate change? We discuss. We also review some of the Earth Day events that will be coming up. Welcome to Lynx Exploration Bay Area. Climate change. We look at it up, down, and sideways. We follow the links between climate change and so many other issues, and all of it with a local twist. Hi, this is Christy, and I'm here with Jean. We're the hosts, or two of the hosts, of Link Exploration Podcast, uh, and we're here to talk about Earth Day. Jean, I understand you've done some research about the history of Earth Day, so tell us what you found. How did Earth Day get started? In 1962, Rachel Carson published that famous book, Silent Spring, and she was focused on DDT, but it kind of gave a push start to the environmental movement. And in that very same year of 1962, Gaylord Nelson was elected to the U.S. Senate from Wisconsin back in the days when Wisconsin was a progressive state. If you cast your mind back, the 60s were a time of a lot of ferment and anti-war protests and so on. So Gaylord Nelson wanted a new way to educate people about protecting the earth. And he was galvanized by mounting evidence of environmental damage due to pollution And he was inspired by student organizations protesting the Vietnam War. So he figured, hey, students, good place to start when we're talking about the environment. So what is the significance of April 22nd? In a word, none. There is no significance. In 1970, when they did the first Earth Day, they were trying to focus on college students. And April 22nd seemed like a good date because it was not part of spring break. It was not Easter, and it was late enough in the spring to anticipate some decent weather. So there's actually no significance whatsoever, except that it happened to be convenient in 1970. And was it a success? Oh, on so many levels. There were 20 million people participating in the first Earth Day, just in the United States. And at that time, it was strictly a U.S. project. But only a few months later, President Nixon, of all people established the EPA, which was the first official agency to protect the environment. And its first authority came with the Clean Air Act of 1970. There had been other laws passed that had impacts on the environment, but this is the one that gave the EPA enforcement teeth. In 1972, there was the Clean Water Act. In 1973, the Endangered Species Act. All the basic environmental tools were enacted in the days of the early Earth Days. So Earth Day did its job. End of story? (laughs) Well, not hardly. In 1990, for its 20th anniversary, Earth Day went global with events in over 140 countries. In 2000, for the 30th anniversary, 184 countries held celebrations, which is pretty impressive when you realize that the UN only has 193 member states. In 2007, 
Capacity crowds attended the Green Apple Festival Earth Day events in New York City, San Francisco, and Chicago. More than 40,000 people showed up for Earth Day festivities at Chicago's Lincoln Park Zoo, setting a single-day attendance record. Earth Day Network members hosted 10,000 Earth Day events around the world. Moving forward in 2010, in honor of the 40th anniversary of Earth Day, a climate rally and concert was held on the National Mall in Washington, D.C. So what happened to the 50th anniversary in 2020? In a word, COVID. It had to be held digitally with a theme of climate action. So there are events every year, but it would be hard to deny that Earth Day has lost some of its eh, lost some of its mojo. Well, clearly there has been a lot of progress on dealing with pollution, but there's so much more to do. After all, the Earth is threatened by the biggest pollutants of all, greenhouse gases. And yet only a few Bay Area cities are holding Earth Day events this year, even though April 22nd is a Saturday. Yeah, the question is, is Earth Day a victim of its own success? Because its focus was clean air, clean water, and we have made a lot of progress on those issues. And I do think it's a failure of the climate movement to not specifically talk about greenhouse gases as pollutants. And therefore, it's a little more dicey to tie in climate change to Earth Day. What do you think? Well, I think it's that's become the big issue now. I mean, there are other kinds of pollution that are of concern to people, plastics, including microplastics and these forever chemicals that chemical companies are making that just never go away in the environment. So why is Earth Day kind of less exciting than it used to be? It does seem like it's having a hard time getting started after COVID. This is really the first year where there have been a significant number of cities doing events again. You think it's because it's the first time we're able to see each other in person without, well, with a lowered level of fear? Well, I think that's part of it for sure. Or maybe it's appropriate that it become more decentralized. Maybe that's the way it needs to go. I don't know. Is it just an excuse for a party or are public gatherings of this kind, do they, do they still have a purpose? Well, in my view, they do, although I do think some of the earlier Big Earth Days became a little commercialized. But, you know, most of the environmental organizations were in attendance and had tables, and people could get information and get involved in various activities. Some of the activities that are happening are cleanup things, which even not at Earth Day, at other times of the year, you know, there are beach cleanups and creek cleanups and so on. Yeah, maybe we don't need Earth Day as a flashpoint for doing things because, well, back to it's the victim of its own success. There's so many organizations doing different things. Well, I think it's good to bring it to people's mind, at least occasionally. Certainly on some of the big like five-year anniversaries of that original Earth Day, it would be really nice to have bigger celebrations and maybe the smaller decentralized ones in between. Possible. I know I've been thinking that, you know, a lot of these things that were originally radical end up getting dumbed down. I'm thinking about Labor Day, you know, that Labor Day used to be a celebration of labor. 
And now it's basically a, an excuse to have a day off work. And a sale at the local department store. <laughs> that too. That too. <laughs> and, you know, the same with Veterans Day, Memorial Day. Indeed. Although maybe less so. Well, labors and the unions have another thing that's kind of lost their, their mojo. Yes, I agree. It's unfortunate. That's a topic that could, yeah, could really <laughs> take some time with. But it does bring us to corporate greenwashing and whether Earth Day has been sort of taken over by corporations, or maybe it's a good that it's gone small because the corporations are less inspired to I'm get not involved sure. in the local Earth Day celebrations. Or maybe it's easier for them to get involved in the local Earth Day celebrations when they're small, less money involved. Well, we're going to talk in a few minutes with a representative of Sustainable Lafayette, and she'll tell us about the Lafayette Earth Day. And Jean will tell you more about local Earth Day celebrations and uh, interview with the representative from Sustainable Lafayette and their local celebration. I'm here with Serbi Konkur of Sustainable Lafayette. Welcome to the podcast, Serbi. Thank you. Glad to be here. So tell us a little bit about Sustainable Lafayette. So Sustainable Lafayette, our goal is to advance sustainability in our community of Lafayette and other surrounding areas. We work with local groups and individuals to help them get, be a resource for them, educate our community on sustainable issues. We also organize the annual Earth Day celebration for Lafayette. That's one of our main initiatives. We have several projects that we're working on, such as a bike path that we're trying to build in one of the neighborhoods. We also have a community garden that we um, have a partner that we work with. We also work with youth groups that are doing various projects to uh, have an environmental impact, such as raising bees or using natural methods of weed control, such as goats. So we work with youth groups to help empower them to be change agents in our community. Well, tell us about Earth Day. When is it? Where is it? And what's going to be happening? So Earth Day, Lafayette Earth Day is going to be on April 23rd, which is a Sunday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. And it is at the Lafayette Plaza Park in downtown Lafayette. And what's going to be happening? This year, it's going to be really fun for the whole family. We have live band playing, the Jim Ocean Band. They are like a garage band for environmental rock and roll. We have a petting zoo for the young ones uh, brought by La Marinda 4-H. We have a beekeeping demo and a demonstration hive. We have bike tune-ups, free cool. bike tune-ups for anyone who brings their bikes. And we also have arts and crafts for the kids, games for children and uh, young adults. And a host of environmental organizations in our area that will be um, exhibiting and teaching and educating others on what they do and how people can get involved. Sounds like a real family event. Yes, we hope to see lots of families with kids and just having a good time. We've been talking on this podcast about what the purpose of Earth Day is and what is the, the, the goal of public gatherings? So could you 
just say a word or two about what your goals are? Are you plan- hoping to recruit volunteers? Are you? Is it just publicity for your organization? Is it networking? All of the above. Every year, you know, our goal with Earth Day is to connect our community members with other environmental organizations and individuals who are doing uh, important work around sustainability and environmental protection so that they can also learn from them and connect with them and hopefully get involved. So it's an educational mission. It's to inspire people to care about the environmental issues in our community, in the global community. It's just a way for everyone to just stop and think and remember that Earth Day, Earth Day is a time for remembering that we have a responsibility towards protecting our environment and that we're all connected and that we depend on the natural environment for everything. It sustains and nourishes us and it just helps us to remember that this whole month is actually Earth Month. So hopefully we remember that in our day-to-day basis. Okay, sounds like a good plan. That was Serbi Konkur from Sustainable Lafayette talking about their Earth Day celebration on Sunday. I thought your point about that they're doing different things like cleanups and garden centers and... Yeah, even this year, the... So in Martinez, there was the John Muir birthday and Earth Day celebration. Mm-hmm. Interesting combination. The Pleasant Hill one, Pleasant Hill Restorative Garden. They're going to have expert talks, informative displays, a garden tour, and hands-on demonstrations to understand how small efforts can make a difference to help the earth reduce our impact on climate change and improve sustainable practices in your garden and community. Yeah, I do think it's interesting that's they're doing different things. Lafayette is a sort of traditional street fair. And I think San Francisco, the one at Golden Gate Park also, you know, with music and tables and so on. But other places... In Elsa they're doing an Earth Day cleanup and celebration. Yeah, it looks like in the morning they're going to do a... Is cleanup, it a yes, creek? from 9.30 to 12. And yeah, I guess it's a, a creek. celebration from 2 to... Or 12 to 2, information tables, food, children's art activities, entertainment, speakers, Earth Day book displays, a community-created art installation, electric car and bike demos, and more. I like the bike demo thing. I noticed that down on the peninsula, Atherton, East Palo Alto, Menlo Park, and North Fair Oaks and Palo Alto all get together to have one thing. Oh, at the Menlo Atherton High School, where they're going to have a clean vehicle showcase, Goodwill Donation Drive, Ask an Expert booth. That's pretty cool. Some speakers and the usual family activities in both Spanish and English. That's interesting. Kind of celebration in Sunnyvale, something at Golden Gate Park in San Francisco, in Mill Valley, and in Oakland. Mill Valley is the Earth Day Marin celebration on Sunday which includes art, talks, games, and music. So kind of a traditional street fairy kind of thing, as well as tables and uh, how to use clean energy and eat sustainably, live lightly, and build healthy communities. We hope. We only hope. Oakland has a number of Earth Day celebrations. The official one of the city is a volunteer opportunity on Saturday. It's sponsored by the city's environmental services stewardship team 
and you have to register for it. They're having various cleanups in different neighborhoods and along the waterways. There's also a celebration at Jack London Square on Friday night at 11 p.m. Wow, that's for the people who like to stay up late. During the day at Jack London Square, there's an Earth Day event from 11 to 1. The attendees will receive a free mini Earth Day planting kit while supplies last. It's at Embarcadero and Broadway. There's a shoreline cleanup on Saturday morning at Middle Harbor Shoreline Park in Oakland. And the Oakland Zoo is having Earth Month in April. So check that out. And next weekend at the Humanist Hall, they're having an Earth Day celebration a week after the official Earth Day. They don't want to compete, apparently. Of course, you can't really talk about Earth Day without talking about Berkeley. Berkeley has a whole host of events. There's a Berkeley Waterfront Earth Day cleanup event. There's Earth Day cleanup around various neighborhoods and various areas of the waterfront. There's Earth Day on the plaza. The Student Environmental Resource Center is having Earth Week, which is almost over, sadly. And there's the Berkeley Bay Festival, another thing that's happening at the waterfront. There are a number of other things happening around the Bay Area. We are trying to hit the highlights here. We can't enumerate all the events, but do check them out. On the website in the show notes... There are links to these various celebrations that are happening in just a few days. Okay, so uh, this is uh, Christy and Jean bidding you farewell for the moment. Thanks for joining us, and tune in in three weeks for another episode. Linksploration Bay Area is an independent podcast. Find, subscribe, and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Our website is linksploration.com, where you can listen to our archives, and there's also show notes, photos, and links to our guests. If you have feedback or suggestions for future episodes, please email us at linksploration at gmail.com, and that's spelled L-I-N-K-S-P-L-O-R-A-T-I-O-N. Look for us on social media, also on Patreon. We are not in this to make money, but we do welcome donations to help with the cost of keeping the podcast on the air. We're Jean, Sharon, and Christy signing off until next time. Thanks for listening.